And now, coming to you from the gleaming spires of Chicago, broadcasting throughout the multiverse, the Nine Realms, Niflheim, Svartalfheim, Olympus, Niedeveller, basically anywhere that has the internet, really, we proudly present Radio 3 Asgard. And hello, everybody, and welcome to Radio Free Asgard. This is episode number 226 of the only Thor podcast hosted by a true descendant of Odin. My name is Tom Harris, and we're coming at you, as always, from beautiful Chicago, Illinois, where it is about seven degrees below zero as I record this. Yeah, the Fimble Venter is here, but at least it's not lots and lots of snow. What we have is is really cold temperatures, but it's actually safe to walk on the sidewalks. It's not too icy, and I know that's going to change, so I'm just enjoying it while I can. But just bundle up, folks, because this is the kind of weather that can actually be dangerous. And uh, yeah, frostbite is a very definite possibility. And as for me, well... Busy doesn't even begin to describe it, and they haven't even started training my replacement at work yet. So it is, um, yeah. Um, so who knows what's going? On. <laughs> uh, but as we as we approach the, uh, you know, we're now four weeks away from my departure to the UK, uh, and, uh, and and our hiatus, and it has been, uh, yeah, just trying to get ready to go, and just very very busy as far as that goes and not really having time to do stuff and that's really frustrating but anyway uh this week we are wrapping up uh walt simonson's ragnarok and so let's just go ahead and move right along to our review cross the rainbow bridge of asgard where the booming heavens roar you'll behold Indeed, and this week we are looking at Ragnarok number six, the final issue of volume one, and the cover art is a close-up of Thor's face, well, it's Thor's hand and face, and he's wearing a gauntlet. I actually kind of like the alternate cover better. The alternate cover shows Thor, and he has a, uh, a skeletal figure in his arms, I, I guess, it's Sif or, or somebody as a female character, apparently. Anyway, uh, we open up to the splash page where you have the title of the story, Homecoming. Now, of course, the story, art, inks, etc. are done by Walt Simonson. Coloring is by Laura Martin, and the lettering is by John Workman Jr. And the splash page shows the dark elf character and his uh, little girl, Drifa. And they are standing at the site of the fortress, Cliffborgs. If you remember, that is where uh, the mother of, of Drifa discovered the stone god, that is Thor, sitting on his throne, being kept barely alive by, by Ratatosk. And so we have them in the side of the explosion, and uh, they're holding hands here, very, very, uh, you know, father-daughter-like. The fortress Cliffborg once stood at the edge of the world. 
When it was destroyed, it entombed the bodies of thirteen assassins who tried to slay its sole inhabitant. He survived. They did not. And the, the father's talking to his daughter. Are you quite certain, Drifa? Yes, Papa. Mama is here. And a voice comes from behind them. I can bring her back, you know. And the dark elf is like, as a draugr or worse? There are too many walking dead abroad already. And I think the bestowing of life is beyond even your gifts, Mirker. Or should I say, Lord Angantir? And this uh, armored dude, remember, we, we saw actually saw him in a prior issue. And uh, it's this guy wearing this weird Darth Vader kind of, of helmet. And yeah, he's carrying a sword on his back. Not many remember that name, Reagan. It's dangerous to know it. It's a dangerous world, my lord, says Reagan, for the living and the dead. Brynja and I preferred to know for whom we work. There are few secrets from the black elves. Then you also know that your daughter is forfeit. Your wife failed to kill the stone god. I believe you were less than forthcoming about the identity of the stone god, says Reagan. I will oppose any attempt to take my child. Behind me, Drifa. Do not be hasty, Rain. Permit me to offer my own sword, still safely in its scabbard, a token of my good earnest. And he reaches back and he grabs the sword and he holds it in front of him for, for Rain to take. I will forego your daughter if you fulfill Brynja's contract successfully. This sword will help. It's my own blade, Tirfing. A deadly inheritance taken from me long ago. I recovered it, eventually, at the great cost to the one who took it. It is priceless. It never misses a stroke. And it will cut through anything, including stone. A word of caution. Do not withdraw it from its scabbard unless you intend killing. The blade cannot be safely resheathed without a blood offering. Now, this reminds me a lot of something. We'll talk about that at the end. And uh, <laughs> Ring takes the sword and he, he whips it out of its scabbard with a shring. And we get a, a view of the of the sword on the sidebar. And it's a very typical Viking design sword like you've seen in museums. But very, very cool. But uh, we don't see what happens because we have shifted scenes. Elsewhere, by the abandoned Verger Gate, beyond the forest of Hodrum's Holt, we have Thor and his uh, water horse. And he's sitting there with the, looks like a laptop computer. <laughs> Actually, it's the, the controls to the Stargate, because that's what this is. It's a Stargate. And the uh, horse is snorting impatiently. Be at ease, lady. Neither of us wants to travel endlessly through the Dusklands in search of Asgard. Nor shall that be necessary. My father's eyes sees more than my own. And remember, Thor found Odin's eye in the dried-up well of Mimir last episode, last issue. And he's got the sort of control panel he's looking at. He's got Mjolnir in his right hand, and he's uh, figuring out the controls of the other. Enough to guide my hand and use Mjolnir to create the energy we need to activate the gate. And he sends uh, energy green lightning into the controls the stargate opens up and he they do you know start it up and he leaps through and you get this typical stargate sort of thing it goes scurry 
And he's like, no, lady. And the horse jumps through, all the way through, with a thicker reek. And then he uh, summons Mjolnir uh, once they're through the gate, because Mjolnir is, is powering it. So I guess Mjolnir had to stay on the, uh, on the control panel. And Mjolnir comes whipping through. And uh, as the Mjolnir comes through, it smashes the gate. The gate explodes with a crack of thaum. And that's the end of that, Verger Gate. Unless I learn the mysteries of dwarven metalwork and magic, I think we shall come to Asgard in this fashion no more, says Thor. But what does it matter? I am home. And we don't really get to see home quite yet because we have a page here far to the south and we have a big fiery giant who I gather is Searcher. Looks very unlike the Searcher that we had in the Marvel series. And we have uh, him kind of standing there and he's playing with his little fire demons and they're, yeah, basically they're doing fiery things. What now, Gormer, says Searcher. There was a flash of fire in the ruins of Asgard, sire. What foolishness is this? All fire is mine. I permit nothing to burn there. It was not yours, my lord. Spare me for my words, but they are the truth. The flash was blue-white, not... It was what? On my life, sire. This bodes ill, says Searcher, and we see the fire demon gets touched by uh, Searcher, and I don't know if he's transforming him into a, like a demon thing or, or what. I'm not quite sure what's going on. Hello, Guy. My faithful warrior, stand forth and heed my words. Here is but the smallest fraction of my power. With it you must fare to Asgard. Go stealthily, let none heed thy presence. Scout out the land and return more swiftly than thought to tell me what you have found. But be careful. I think that something I have long feared may finally have come to pass. Something dangerous. Take no chances. My vulva and her fire berserkers have not returned from Mimir's well. And so this uh, this fire demon has been transformed into basically a super fire demon. And he goes flying away like the human torch, saying, At your command, my lord! And flies away. We then return to uh, Thor, and he's riding through the ruins of Asgard, and Asgard is well and truly ruined. So there's uh, no building standing, just kind of ruins around, and there's... Uh, I don't know. He's got like a, a, a silver fire thing kind of going here. All these uh, you know, skeletons laying around and you know, weapons and all that. So it's pretty well preserved over the thousands of years. And Thor says, So my vision was true. Wrath and fire have destroyed Asgard. The goddesses of my youth, as fierce in war as any god who died in the battle plain. Wait here, lady. These burned ruins are all that remain of Bilskirnir, the home of all my happiness, and now the home of all my sorrow. So he's arrived at his own hall, and it's a ruin, of course, and he uh, walks in and he sees uh, a corpse laying there, skeletonized corpse, but she still has her long golden hair, and the braids are intact, and her clothes are intact. She's just kind of mummified here. Your golden hair still shines as brightly as when I first saw it, he says. Have you waited here quietly through all the long years for my return? Sif, my heart, resting at our doorstep, surrounded by the ashes of the enemies you slew when they came for you. Could I not have been here and fought beside you? 
The Nords have woven us a bitter skein indeed, my love. And we see that there are bodies of, of enemies kind of scattered around. And the, the corpses look remarkably fresh for having been there for thousands of years. But we'll do, we can excuse that because, you know, magic. And we have a, a page here, um, and it, it looks almost like a photostatted page, but I, I don't know if uh, I don't know if uh, Simonson does those. But uh, it's uh, Thor, and he's holding the, the corpse of Sif in his arms, and it says, for the space of half an hour, there is only silence. And he uh, finally uh, closes his eyes, and he lays down uh, Sif's corpse. No, rest you here a little longer, my sweet. No ground can be more hallowed. I shall return to you, Anon. And you, my children, you who slew ten times your number and hath lain with our enemies' ashes as well, my blessing shall be upon you all. And there's uh, corpses of... They're, they're children, but that doesn't seem right because I, I thought that Thor's children were all grown up. But anyway, that <laughs> anyway, it's, it's the Ragnarok universe, so I can't really challenge that. Magni, Modi, my sons, Thrud, my dearest daughter, you shall lie beside your mother. And he takes them and lays them next to a Sif and covers them up with uh, sheets or cloth of some kind. Accompanied by your enemies as though by thralls on your final voyage, there remains one last task. I must gather the other dead of Asgard to honor them as well. And we then shift scenes, and we are back with uh, with Ring, and of course uh, this uh, this other dude with the armor whose name I forget. <laughs> I could go back a few pages and look, but I'm too lazy. So they're above the ruins of Cliffborg, as the caption says. You stepped back quickly, my lord, says Ring, and you remember he he drew the sword and swiped it. Did you think I would try to kill the Lord of the Dead himself, fool? Tearfing must kill before it's returned to its scabbard. Do you think to slay your own child to save her from me? And the old girl's like, Papa? Peace, daughter. There is a spy among us. And he does a uh, spathwang, and he swipes the sword, and he, uh, he hits something. I would test Lord Angantyr's tale of Tearfing's power. And it turns out he struck Ratatosk, who's been spying on them. Oh, poor Ratatosk. So he's a big buddy squirrel. Ratatosk, one of Odin's creatures. Well, Strokring. And Dreef is like, but he's just a squirrel. He was an ollie of the gods, child. You have done the enemies a service this day, Rain. I shall see that the word is spread. And I will accept your bargain, my lord. But it may be a while until I can catch the stone god. Less time than you might think, Ring. The dead are everywhere in the dark lands, not always observed. But word among the dead travels fast, and they whisper to me. The stone god has returned to Asgard. Even now he pokes and pries among the ruins. It is a long way to the fallen towers of Asgard from here. Wrong again, elf. You don't know everything. I have a last secret to share. Before he died under torture, a dwarf revealed this to me. One more secret of the All-Fathers. Praised Fenrir that he was devoured. And the, um, the armored dude, he kicks the ground with a click. And uh, he, he kicks a 
Stargate up from the ruins. So I guess it's just been there all the time. So there's a Stargate there and it's activated and everything. A Dverger gate here at Cliffborg, says the Dark Elf. He had the dwarves fashion it to give Ratatosk a quick path to Asgard and back. The squirrel no longer needs it, but it will serve you as well. You will find your prey on the other side of the gate. Look to see me no more till you have succeeded in your task, or failed. And it looks like uh, Agantir actually stepped through the gate, but I'm not sure if that's what actually happened. And uh, we see Adrifa, and she's holding the dead squirrel in her arms. And she's like, Papa, why do you and Mama bargain with the Lord of the Dead? He is all shadow. We did well by him for many years, Snowflake. You are too young to understand. All who dwell in the Dusklands are old, Papa. I cannot see his end, nor yours, nor mine. But I know our fates are bound together. Why? And Reagan's... Uh, sighing here. Your mother did not wish to tell you, my love, but I can see the time has come. You are a young Vala, Snowflake. You will have the gift. You will be a wise woman and see and know more than all of us in time. But you are ill, and you will not live to become the true Vala that you should be. So your mother and I bargained for your life with Angantir. When I kill the stone god, my work will be done. My child will become the wisest person in all the Dusklands, beyond harm or the decaying touch of time. I don't feel wise, Papa. I don't understand. The squirrel was an innocent, no matter what the dead lord said. He may have been a spy for the stone god, Drifa. I don't know. But I would kill a thousand such squirrels if it meant that my daughter could live one day longer. You should bring him. It is only fitting that Ratatosk rests in Asgard among his friends. Let us go. And the, the three of them, the, the two dark elves and the dead squirrel, step through the stargate and are transported. And uh, they uh, appear in the ruins of Asgard, but uh, they are well aware that Thor is here, so they're like, down! And they're hiding. Thor, on the other hand, has gathered a bunch of the uh, gods together, wrapped them up in, in sheets, and has kind of laid them out on the floor of his hall. And he says, I am finished. I had thought Ratatosk might well return here, but there is no sign of him. It remains only to hollow the dead and the hall in which they lie. I'll... And there's a hissing noise uh, from outside the hall, and Thor whirls around, and it is the big super fire demon is uh, arrived, and he smacks him right in the back. He just kind of plows him with his big old horns on his helmet with a scrath of worm, and uh, knocks Thor forward, and the demon is kind of happy. He's like, <laughs> I know you, Thor of Asgard, last of the Aesir. Lord Surtur warned me against revealing myself in this place. And what do I find? A shambling draugr, a dead god who has come home only to die again. I am filled with the power of Lord Surtur, and you, not but a gutted corpse. My burning slave shall sing of the slaying of the thunder god, and I, Helogi of Muspelheim, will stand at the left hand of the most powerful fire-being of all and bathe in the glory of my lord's flames. Perhaps he will give me even more power. 
and Thor turns around. He's like getting up off the ground, and the uh, the fire giant has noticed the dead gods laying here. So the, he picks up one of the the corpses in his hand. What is this? The dead of Asgard laid out so carefully. Were you going to hallow these dead with a pyre, little god? What blessings have you left to give you, pathetic creature? <laughs> and the um, the god that's in his hand gets all burned up, and he says. But Hargi is generous. I shall kindle the fire myself and send you and all these dead of Asgard to Muspelheim in the Lake of Fire, where your empty shells will dance in Lord Surtur's flames forever. And we see Regan and Andrifa hiding in the, in the ruins here. I'll have to kill the demon. If he kills Thor, Angantyr will be pleased, but our bargain will not be fulfilled, and your life forfeit. Papa, no! I cannot see the stone god's path clearly, but I know the demon's fate is not in your hands. Patience. And the fire demon is uh, still fighting Thor here. The last time I was in Asgard, I wanted to burn the entire realm. The Midgard serpent forbade it. He was a fool, but he's not here now. <laughs> your wife and your children alone cost me a cohort of fire starters, Thor. And now, unlooked for, I shall have my revenge. I trust that they still lie hereabout that my inferno might consume them. Come, fires of Muspelheim, burn this wretched place to ashes, as I throw the son of Odin into the heart of the blaze myself. And we see Thor, and he uh, is getting up off the ground, and he's got Mjolnir in his hand, and there's lightning crackling around it. And we're getting some of, either some of his thoughts, or he is, um, yeah, I'm not sure if he's thinking this or saying it out loud. So it was Surtur's fiery hordes destroyed Asgard. My thanks for that, demon. I wasn't sure my strength would suffice for the task at hand, but with your help, it will. You've said a great deal, Halogi. I prefer to speak with action, says Thor, here in the very heart of my own kingdom. On the steps of my own hall, my lightning is at its most powerful. I will bend your flames to my will, till they become my instrument and ignite Asgard's dead in a holy conflagration. Mjolnir! And Mjolnir's is crackling, and the fire demon is like, No! And uh, Thor is uh, like channeling lightning into uh, Halogi's body, and there's all this fire just kind of streaming off Halogi. So I guess he's like overbloating him or whatever. And the fire demon has got his mouth open super, super wide. It's kind of creepy. And the caption says, Halogi's screams are lost beneath the sound of thunder. We get a full page here of, of Thor's face, and he's uh, monologuing here. Surtur! Fenrir! Jormungand! All those enemies who swear fealty to you and walk these dusk lands in triumph, believing the gods are dead and evil rules the twilight. Hear me! Thor's lightning shall be eternal here in Asgard. A beacon to all who bend beneath your yoke and suffer. And a warning to those who triumphed that day on the battle plain of Vigrid and slew the gods. Take heed. My wife and children are dead. My brothers and sisters are dead. My parents are dead. And you still live. But I swear on the shattered bones of my kinsmen, you will not live forever. And he's uh, got all this Kirby crackle crackling around him. And we shift scenes, and we're back in Searcher's kingdom here, and uh, he's summoning Gormer. And he's like, Gormer, 
Hear, my lord. The power I gave to Alogi has returned. That can only mean that he disobeyed me and is dead. But he was too powerful for any ordinary foe to destroy. What see you in the north toward Asgard? The blue-white fire grows brighter, my lord, and strangely its flicker continues unabated. As I thought, send messengers out to the great enemies and to every kingdom and ruler in the twilight. That that which I warned them myself so many years ago has finally come to pass. Thor Odinson is abroad in the dusk lands. He must be found and slain. Summon the legion of the burning dead. They are to advance on Asgard at once and destroy the city and everything they find there. I want those ruins reduced to less than nothing. I'll deal with Jormungand later. With luck we shall strike before Thor has gathered his strength about him. And Ragnarok, the twilight of the gods, will be finished at last. Go! End of book one. And that is Ragnarok, volume one, by Walt Simonson. We have a few things to say about it. We'll get that right after this. Here at Quark's, customer satisfaction is our primary concern. I'd say we just found our way into a wormhole. I'm Kira Norris. Lieutenant Commander Worf reporting for duty, sir. You're the best crew any captain ever had. This may be the last time we're all together. This will shortly become a leading center of commerce and of scientific exploration. Starfleet, one of our most important posts. It is quite simply, Commander, the journey you have always been destined to take. Sensors are not functioning. You've lost all contact with the space station. What the hell is happening out there? Shields up. Damage report. Balance stations. I'm Captain Benjamin Sisko. Welcome to Deep Space Nine. Listen to the Prophets, a Deep Space Nine Two True Freaks presentation with Sean Engel and Andrew Layla. And now with 100% more Paul Spataro. And we're back. And just a reminder to go check out the new episodes of Listen to the Prophets. Sean may be gone, but the podcast lives on. And uh, they've got, I guess, a backlog of episodes that they recorded before Sean got ill. So, yeah, go check it out. It's good stuff. As always, I highly recommend it. But anyway, uh, so, yeah. Walt Simonson, what are you doing to me? Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, what a magnificent cliffhanger. Um, yeah, I, I really am into this uh, this cliffhanger. really like what's going on here. We've got this intriguing story, and now I've got to wait for six months or whatever to see the, the rest of it. it. It's great stuff, I have to say. Artwork is brilliant. Uh, everything is, is really cool looking. we got some great coloring going on. We've got some great writing going on. I like the characterization that we're getting here now for the the dark elves who up till now have been kind of kind of a cipher. Thor, of course, very consistent throughout this is very single minded as Thor tends to be, and we've got a nice little uh, little climax here and a cliffhanger, and that's just yeah, it's it's doing it for me. I really am enjoying this Ragnarok series, and I'm looking forward to more. As much as I like the series so far, though. I think there's some room for criticism here. And I think one of the things that is bothering me a little bit about the story so far is that there's some things that are very derivative. 
And I, I think the Stargates is probably the one that I've made the most fun of so far. And that's because it it is very derivative. I mean, these are Stargates. I mean, they look like Stargates. They act like Stargates. A Stargate by any other name is still a Stargate. And, you know, those of us who have watched the TV series and remember the movie and all that stuff, it's, it's very familiar and, and somewhat out of place as far as this Asgardian universe. You would think that there would be another way to portray this that didn't remind you of, of Richard Dean Anderson, you know? I mean, obviously you have to have a fast way for, for Thor to get around, but I'm not sure that, that that's the, the form that it should have taken. The other thing that I pointed out that I, I thought I'd mention later, and that is the uh, sword. Remember uh, Angantyr's sword, very much like Stormbringer. If you remember Michael Moorcock, who was the fantasy writer back in the 70s, and I think even up to, to the present day, um, his Elric of Melnibene series, you had this rune sword that drank people's souls, and you, once you unsheathed it, you really kind of needed to kill somebody with it because it otherwise might take control of you and uh, force you to kill yourself. So it, in that regard, that's a little bit derivative as well. I suppose that Elric is not so well known today. I think it's been a while since the comic series featuring Elric have, have been around. But anyway, it just seems like, again, maybe Elric was derivative of this, if this was a real thing in Norse mythology. But again, it just is very familiar. And you kind of wonder if this could have been handled a little bit differently. This one's not as bad as the Stargates, though. I think that's the one that, that's probably the most blatant. That being said, I still am very fond of this series. I think this is going in a good direction. It's interesting. It's engaging. And of course, it is absolutely gorgeous to look at. The artwork is amazing. So if you guys have any thoughts, please let us know. Uh, you, know you can join our Facebook group. You can also email the show. The email address is radiofreeasgard at gmail.com. Now, sometime in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to have some details of the fundraising that I'm going to be doing on uh, the, the big walk and uh, also the uh, Twitter information, all that stuff. The Twitter page right now, I don't have any followers yet on there. It's called uh, Tom's Big Walk. So uh, go, go to uh, Twitter, Tom's Big Walk, and find us there and uh, friend us and so forth and they'll keep you apprised of, of my progress as I go and we're going to be talking about that sort of more and more uh, as part of the, the show at least I want to promote the, the fundraising that I'm going to be doing for uh, ADAA so uh, that's, that's kind of the whole reason I'm promoting it on the show at all but anyway uh, that is about it for this week once again folks thanks very much for listening we really do appreciate it here we go, back across the Rainbow Bridge, back to the very cold Midgard, and I will see you next time here on Radio Free Asgard. You have been listening to Radio Free Asgard, a production of Tom Harris USA Productions, which is totally responsible for its content. The Mighty Thor and all associated characters are mostly copyright Marvel Comics. The stories presented are done so for educational, review, and entertainment purposes only. No ownership is implied. The silly voices, however, well, they're all me. Musical selections from Eden, the invincible sword of the Elfsmith, are copyright Mott's Vent and are used with permission. If you like what you've heard on the show, we hope you'll leave us a review on iTunes, tell your friends, or even join our Facebook group. We really love hearing from our listeners, and we appreciate all of your support. Thanks once again very much for listening to Radio Free Asgard.